Welcome into the Emerging RIA Podcast. I am Dan Corcoran. This is the very first episode of the Emerging RIA Podcast. We'll cover plenty of ground here today and throughout the podcast. As always, though, or at least as we'll tell you throughout the course of this podcast, if you ever have any questions, uh, any comments, concerns, whatever it might be related to marketing for financial advice or specifically marketing for RIAs, feel free to reach out to us podcast at emergingra.com. We're happy to field any of those questions and especially feature uh, any of your questions you might have on future podcast episodes. So today, what we wanted to talk about was kind of the origins of Emerging RA Consulting, the origins of this podcast, um, and some of the big topics that we'll cover along the way throughout the course of this podcast, um, just to give you a little bit idea of, of where we're going to go with the podcast. But first and foremost, uh, about my background. So I actually started uh, in the financial services industry with an RA firm myself, and that's kind of what brought about uh, both this podcast and the corresponding uh, consulting firm that I started um, as part of my experience in the financial services industry. But I think for me, it all kind of boiled down to there was one poignant moment for me, at least, in in my journey in being in the RA space as a full-time marketing staff member for a firm here in uh, in the Madison, Wisconsin area, which is where I am from originally and um, where the firm is headquartered. Um, but the, the biggest moment for me was... Uh, attending the Kitsis Marketing Summit. I attended that uh, in my first year in the industry uh, a few years back now. But the second year uh, I attended that uh, that conference was a little bit different for me than the first year. The first year was kind of just laying the groundwork for, um, you know, marketing in general um, in, in my role and in, in trying to better understand the industry and how my job functioned within uh, the RA industry and within financial advisor uh, financial advisory firms uh, in general. So that's uh, that was kind of the first year for me was just understanding how I fit into the the larger picture of marketing for financial advisors. But uh, fast forward to year two at the Kitsis Marketing Summit, it was it was eye opening for me because I was coming to it from a different vantage point. I already had. Um, you know, a, a year plus of experience in the industry. I think it was a year and a half of experience in the industry at this point. Um, so I, I knew uh, the the big pieces of marketing for financial advisors. Uh, and it was more so, you know, a, a, the 30,000 foot view uh, in, in terms of, of how I came into that summit. And taking a step back and, and looking around at all these other advisors, um, you know, the questions that they had in the chat, the comments they had in the chat of the summit, it was still an all virtual summit uh, at that point uh, because of COVID. But, uh, and I don't know if they have plans of the kids summit. I believe it's still um, all virtual again this year in uh, 2023. Um, that being said, just viewing everything that was happening inside this virtual landscape throughout the, you know, the four hour um, marketing summit, uh, it was, it was pretty eye opening for me. I mean, you, you could see all of these advisors, a lot of folks who were just kind of single advisors, a solo shop that were trying to figure out all these components of their business. Uh, and one of those pieces was the marketing components. Uh, and, you know, when you think about marketing, for a lot of people, marketing just means prospects. You know, how do I get more clients in my book? So, um, you know, you could see a lot of advisors trying to just wrap their head around the marketing components that were being presented. Um, 
And I think the way that those often go, whether you know it's a one-off webinar for advisor marketing or whether it's you know something that's more of the the kits flavor of four hours or you know quote unquote an all-day webinar, or whether it's in-person uh, conferences like the Schwab Impact Forum that was uh, out in Denver, Colorado, that had a chance to be at back in November. Um, but there's you know all these different flavors of advisor marketing um, and forums, and you know regardless of the length of time, whether it's you know an hour webinar, a four-hour uh, you know virtual conference, or you know a several-day conference like the the Schwab Impact Forum is, um, I think what you get a lot of times is all these actionable items. What what I'll refer to as marketing tactics. I think they, you know, a bit of a misnomer. They kind of get lumped in under this idea of marketing strategies. Um, but for me, marketing strategy is a very broad-based view of your entire marketing plan uh, as a whole. Um, and what people will often refer to as marketing strategies are, are more so what you would call marketing tactics, individual things you're doing to try to, um, you know, execute that marketing plan. But anyway. The point being is that when you go to a lot of these places, what they're preaching to you is all of these marketing tactics. You know, you should be doing video, you should be doing podcasts like we're doing here, uh, you should be doing uh, blogs, uh, for example, a newsletter. All of these things that you're you're getting, and you walk away with this this bevy of items that you should be doing or you think you should be doing for your marketing. But I would think it gets lost in that is that there is a step above that that you really need to approach first. Um, and that's the the overall marketing strategy before you really dive into the individual marketing tactics. For So for me, in, in that Kids' Marketing Summit this past year, um, in 2022, we had a chance to break out into small rooms. That was, was the case in the first year. And, you know, we had, I think, five or six total people in this room with someone who was leading um, this this individual breakout session. But the thing you could see in this breakout session is just people had tons of questions about their marketing. They had questions on tactics. They had questions on overall strategy. And and the root of all of those is how do I execute my marketing better? And there are things you can be doing from a tactical standpoint to get more clients. But I think this big question that we keep coming back to and that we'll come back to throughout the course of the podcast is how do I execute um, my marketing more efficiently how do I execute it better than what I am doing right now? And and for me, the point of the, this podcast is it's strategy-based. There is a larger vision, a larger goal in mind. That's not just single one-off tactics like local SEO or blog posts, um, newsletters, all of those things. So uh, that was kind of the, the moment where I realized that there is this need within the financial advisor marketing space. And yes, there are plenty of, of firms out there. Uh, I discover new ones every day when I'm uh, you know, doing competitor research for Emerging RA Consulting that, that are dedicated specifically to financial advisor marketing. So it's not like there is uh, really a need in the space for, for more players because there are a lot. But that being said, there is a need for other services within uh, financial advisor marketing. Because I think what you get a lot of the time um, and where I identified, you know, there's this huge gap here. You have the kind of the two different uh, ends of the spectrum. You have the the executors on one side, um, 
and, and you know they, they do do strategy as well. You have places like uh, Indigo Marketing Agency. You have Oxley uh, is another example of of an executor in the financial advisor marketing space. Um, and then you also just kind of have the the centers of influence on the other side of the spectrum um, in financial advisor marketing. Places like uh, Kitsis uh, and all of the the content that he produces, whether it's his blog, uh, other stuff on his website, or his multiple podcasts about financial advisor marketing. So you kind of have the the thought centers on the other side, but then you kind of have this gray area in between of, well, they're, you know, kind of doing a little bit of both maybe. Um, but I think that's where the, the biggest need is. You, you have this, this gap in the middle, and that's what we're trying to address on this podcast, a gap in the middle of strategy. You have tactics on one side, you have these big, broad thoughts, and, and you know, people telling you what to do on the other side. But for a lot of advisors, it comes down to, okay, where do I, where do I even begin? Um, and, and where you should be beginning, and where you should be beginning, um, and where you'd begin for any of your clients is, uh, a financial plan, uh, and it's no different for marketing. You should be have you should have a strategic marketing plan for your firm, and you know it's easier said than done. It's kind of this idea that you know it hangs out in the ether that's not really terribly concrete. And I, I you know in conversations with advisors, I think that's the the biggest problem is that you see this idea of uh, strategic marketing plan. It's just so um, not tangible for for lack of a, a, a better phrase. Um, but that being said, I mean, you're doing the same thing uh, a lot of times for your clients where you're putting together this broad plan um, for their finances, for their investments, for their retirement. Um, and that can be hard to grasp as well. So, um, but it, it all comes back to this idea of uh, a strategic marketing plan of marrying those, you know, those thought centers with the actual tactical components. Because I think what a lot of advisors, a couple of questions that they end up asking is, why am I doing this? Um, and I'm, am I seeing any return on uh, investment of marketing? And I, it's not even just in the financial advisor space. I think it, it kind of goes across the board um, of, of many and almost, I would say, all industries for that matter is this idea of, you know, what is, what is the value of my marketing really to me? I think a lot of times, you know, you, you see things like or you attach ideas to marketing um, this this broader idea of marketing, things like you know social media, uh, the latest trends on social media that gets attached to marketing. Um, you, you know things like graphic design or writing website copy or designing web website copy. But you know all of these different tactical things that are involved in marketing. I think a lot of times it's really hard for an advisor to step back and identify what the actual value of of all of those things that you know sit inside a a the larger box of marketing strategy what those things really are you know their value to the advisor so uh that's one of the things that we'll, we'll try to approach uh in this podcast is what is you know what is marketing really worth uh to your firm um and and then having the infrastructure set up within inside of your firm to help you better pinpoint the value to you your other advisors um any you know equity partners you might have in your firm, things like that. So that's one of the things that we'll try to accomplish on the podcast as well. But that actually leads in pretty nicely to some of the broader topics that we will cover on the podcast. One of the upcoming episodes that we'll go into more is internal versus external 
employees or staffing concerns, you know, whether you should have somebody, whether they're part-time or full-time in-house actually doing your marketing in a day-to-day capacity, uh, or should you be outsourcing that to one of these other people we've talked about in the industry, you know, the Indigo marketing agencies of uh, financial advisor marketing, where, you know, you have an external firm that has all of these resources set up to help you in the day-to-day execution of, uh, of your marketing and ultimately helping you acquire more clients. So that's one of the things we'll talk about, that big dichotomy. And maybe it's not so much of a dichotomy uh, and a trade-off choice of one or the other. Maybe, you know, for some firms, it's a little bit of both, a part-time marketing employee, a full, even a full-time marketing employee, and then maybe having an external agency on the side to help out with some other things, or maybe even just have a freelancer who does things like graphic design or video production prod projects for your firm. So that's one of the other things we'll talk about. Um, you know, I'd be, be remiss if we'll, to not talk about uh, some tactical components that are working inside of marketing for financial advisors right now. Um, things like SEO and local SEO uh, kind of attach that whole idea, that broader topic of SEO is the idea of, of choosing a niche for your firm. Some people say niche. I don't think anyone says niche, but you know you can call whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's varying uh, opinions on you know how that word is pronounced, but niche, niche, however you pronounce it, we'll dive into that as a, a totally separate topic because there is an important need um, to identify whether you call it an, a, a niche or niche or the idea of a target market. I mean, there certainly is a need to better hone in on who you serve, how you serve them, and and why you your firm, you or your firm are better at serving uh, those people than you know the competing firms in that space. So we'll talk about uh, niches uh, at, at one point in the podcast as well in an upcoming episode. And then we will also, as one of the, the early uh, episodes in, in laying the foundation for you and your marketing, we will talk about websites. That is often one of the biggest hangups for a lot of advisors is you, know, you have a templated website because you don't really want to put in the effort. It's just too complicated for you to to handle on a day-to-day basis or even on a monthly basis and updating that. So uh, we'll talk about the trade-off of, of canned sites, templated sites, canned content, and you know having a, a fully customizable option, uh, something like WordPress, um, Webflow, or you know even something like Squarespace that's a little bit more templated, but it's kind of you know this in-between territory of templated to make it easy for design standpoint, um, but also customizable enough that you can. Uh, you know, change different things in terms of the design of that site. So we'll talk about websites as well. Uh, but, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things on the Emerging RA podcast. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, um, please feel free to send in any things that you're struggling with, any hangups that you have with your marketing roadblocks you just can't seem to get past. We'll try to get to those questions. We might just do it inside of, you know, one episode where we're answering multiple questions, kind of just a, a more of a, a mailbag type of episode, or if it's a big enough topic um, that we see interest in, maybe we'll do a separate uh, podcast totally uh, based on, on that topic. But we have plenty to talk about um, along the way. Um, and you know, just so you're aware, I know there's a lot of people out there in the marketing space in general who, who kind of you know have the, the consulting tilt to their business. And there's a lot of people just inside of the financial advisor marketing space um, in and of itself, as we've talked about here on on this episode. But 
wanted you to know that, you know, as someone who worked for an RA for uh, several years uh, in a day-to-day full-time capacity, that I, I understand a lot of the concerns that, that aren't even just marketing, you know, how does marketing uh, interface with compliance, whether you're internally uh, have an internal CCO or you have an external company that does uh, your compliance. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe you're under even like a broker dealer type arrangement where things can give it even uh, more tricky uh, than, than what they are if you um, are an independent RIA, not underneath the broker deal arrangement. But, you know, I understand all uh, of those things and, and the headaches that you have as a business owner of uh, an RIA or financial advisory firm on a day to day basis. So uh, I'm not going to come here and pretend like I know everything ab- about your um, lifestyle and owning a practice or being one of the primary uh, stakeholders in your practice. But I do understand because I was in that space in a full-time role, uh, you know, how that looks, what it feels like, uh, and the headaches that you might have as a, as a business owner. So hopefully I can take some of that knowledge uh, and just that, that broader knowledge of the RA industry and financial advisory firms and, and help apply that to your marketing um, because there, there are certainly plenty of unique obstacles when it comes to doing marketing as a financial advisory firm. But I think, you know, in in being in that space, it may be a little bit easier than uh, some of the people painted out to be, unless, again, um, maybe you're not an independent RIA, um, in which case things like if you're, you know, Northwestern Mutual, uh, for example, or, uh, you know, Merrill Lynch, things can get, uh, you know, a lot trickier um, because of the compliance level that you have on top of you um, that you're not an independent firm in making those decisions. It's kind of left up to somebody else and what they say goes, unfortunately, a lot of the time. So anyway, uh, I wanted to take that aside to, to let you know that I do understand where you're coming from. Um, but certainly, I want to learn as much as possible about all of you out there who are, are listening or watching on YouTube um, about what makes your situation particularly unique, um, You know the challenges that you're facing, so I can better help educate you on, on ways that you can improve um, and excel in marketing. Um, and that way, as we talked about earlier, you can get to that uh, that the big goal of adding more clients to your firm, uh, making your firm more successful. It's not just a podcast, though. We do have other educational resources out there. Feel free to check out our blog at emergingria.com. We also have a Facebook group, private Facebook group. Um, so you have to apply to be in that one. That way, make sure we keep it to people who are in the industry um, and are looking to either add or you know gain from knowledge specific to financial advisor marketing and marketing strategy. Um, so you can you can look that up. It's underneath our Facebook page, um, which is just facebook.com slash emerging RIA. So that's one of the other resources out there. We'll also have a YouTube channel with some additional videos outside of the podcast. Um, and again, that's youtube.com uh, forward slash at emerging RIA to find that. So we hope ultimately at the end of the day to provide with you as many educational resources that we can as we can Um, that way you can be that much better at your job because I know there are a lot of questions out there, some myths, um, that need debunking and, and things that just need more clarification. So we hope to provide you not just in this podcast, but in those other realms as well as much educational content, um, as we can to make your life easier because that's what we're here for. I didn't buy all this video gear just because I wanted to sit in front of a camera, uh, in my off time and and talk to myself more or less. Uh, I wanted to help. Um, you with your marketing and answer questions you might have. So feel free to reach out to us, connect on any of those channels and make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, 
YouTube, whatever it might be. We are on all the major podcasting platforms. Um, so make sure you subscribe so you can get all of the latest episodes. But that will do it here for the very first episode of the Emerging RA Podcast. And we look forward to talking to you soon.